Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of BGH. I am Jamila and I have the amazing, beautiful, formidable, I don't know why she's giving me the face, <laughs> the formidable Alia Hasina. Hey. Why are you being hey, so I don't know. shy? I'm being I so, know. you know. I feel like I've Thank never you seen height. you like doing this, like, you like, know. Shy girls. Yeah, shy girls. Like, <laughs> no, I Where's just, the energy? I'm usually, okay, energy. We're back. Yes, Ooh, yes. I'm usually the hype girl, though. Yes, so I, I'm everyone's hype girl, so. It so, like, like, being in the, like, the, the back seat is away. It's yeah. like, Ooh. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm breathing. I feel um, like every time I see good. you, you're always doing something super amazing on Instagram. Oh. Just being a general all, girl, all black girl <laughs> magic vibe. I'm trying. I thought, I'm but I'm tired. That's what I'm I mad tired. Like, <laughs> let's talk on it because burnout is not cute. It's not good for your edges. <laughs> but your edges are mad cute. Oh, Listen, yeah. I have to always have my hair down because my edges are. They need to be avenged. They need to, somebody. Mine. Needs to help. I'm, I feel like I'm going to shave my hair. Is soon. not helping like, my sister. I hear you on a spiritual level. I feel like I got some braids the other day and they just like tugged. Out, oh my gosh! So I cut them out, but they look cute. Oh, thank you. you. Look, they're coming cute. back for Black History Month. Soon. Okay. They're coming back. I, I just going, need to find a braid on. I went to that Black Girl Fest thing. No, okay. So all the tickets sold out yesterday. Yes. And I really I'm wanted going. to go. Are you going? Shout out to me. Oh. Shout, Shout out to my sponsors. <laughs> no, I wish I was. I, I, I'm gonna try and finesse my way in. I feel like please do because I really want to go. I need some inspiration. Done incredible with the program this year and the whole team. Like my chest plate. The, Spinning. the writer, like the people that are on there, like the the lineup, I'm super mm-hmm. excited. I'm like, I feel already inspired and we haven't even gone there. And it's the fact that they sold out 3,000 tickets in like a day and people are saying that black women aren't on market. I just listen. I don't even. I just. How much more do we have to do? It. Like, man's tired. <laughs> I am very, very tired. But then I was talking to you about um, like what you're doing now. I know that yeah. you are currently like working with diversity and inclusion but then you're trying to go into movies talk to us a little bit yeah so i work for an organization at the moment called fearless futures and they're great the work that they do looking into diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. and how through like putting people for experiential practices or experiences we can like unpick and unsolve some of like the huge systems of oppression at play whether that's like in our interpersonal reactions between people mm-hmm. or whether that's at a systemic like right. point of view so whether it's in the workplace or like just walking down to the shops and like the things that we'll encounter but seeing how it's a huge structural issue instead of right. it just being racism in being called the n-word or being right. called in like the little interactions um so i'm a facilitator for them and i help make some of their resources um and so i work in the office and on the ground and we sort of like facilitate for like loads of big businesses and banks and stuff like that that's fabulous um, it's yeah it's super like interesting you love it i i, like I really do i do love it um it's also getting to that stage where it's trying to find the balance and mm. also a lot of the content from our sessions can be very like triggering sometimes Ooh, especially like as like a black woman i've been in spaces where like i'm a black woman but i'm the only black woman there right and then you have to try and speak on a space of authority and like the participants who are usually like middle-aged middle-class white people want to speak over you want to yeah so this microcosm in the space mm. playing out and you're like oh these dynamics are mad cute <laughs> that's maybe they're not cute um 
but yeah, so I'm currently doing that part time at the moment. But my dream's always been to make um, short films, right. um, and I am. I've made some films, um, and will continue to do that. So, and black period dramas where yeah. we've been having stories. Like, listen, I feel it's like not I'm just tired. Downton Abbey. Yes. I love Downton Abbey. I love no, no girl. I get... watched the movie. But with oh, my mom and my little yet. sister. Yeah, oh, like no, it was really myself. good. Was I love really Peaky Blinders. Like all of that shit. But like. We've been here. There yeah. are ten thousand stories that we could have like dramatized and produced to that same quality. This is my thing, and I felt like I spoke on this as well because, like, you know, Black History Month. It is Black History Month, and I felt like we often get reduced to like slavery mm-hmm. and Martin Luther King, and no offense, like, no issues with that. But I feel like the story is bigger than that, and I feel like we need to explore those stories. So yeah. he, in comes Alia <laughs> to give us the tea. You know, We're gonna know. try. We need yeah. us in these spaces to be able to like, you know, just like skew the narrative a bit and just have those like bigger opportunities and just be able to speak on a bigger scale if that makes sense no 100 percent. and i think that like there's so much we could be doing on so many different like disciplines and just being able to have that narrative mm. like in a space opens up so many other opportunities Mm. um to be able to like see what is possible Mm. then enables you to like tell your truth or tell your story so i'm so down for us being able to have um period dramas that are about like i don't know the kingdom of kush like Mm. ancient what's it called nigeria like all of these different Shout out very... to my people's <laughs> wait wait hold tight niger <laughs> yeah. um but all these different stories that have like complexity and multiplicity yes, and where it doesn't always have to be like a black versus white mm. like narrative of we were oppressing you because that's the consistently like yes. what we see yes. and i just want to see nuance in terms of like being able to just be and not expect all black people to be the same. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I know we're having this conversation. Yeah. Which I definitely want to touch on, but I just want to go back to, to your your work. Yes, I forgot. I'm also a curator. Oh yeah, girl. Plug yourself. And a writer. Oh my gosh, guys. Um, when I say this girl is always active, I'm not even joking. I'm trying to, say that. I'm trying to be like, like you. I can't come here Why are you trying to slow down? <laughs> we need we need oh you. We need you. I'm gonna try. Um yeah, I'm trying to slow down just because I think when you want to like craft something, mm. you really need to take that time Your to own, craft yeah. it instead of getting distracted. Mm. And like the world that we live in at the moment is so easy to get distracted, but being clean. able to, exactly, but being able to like drill down and learn more about like whether that's curation and like black art history mm. or finding out how to develop um period dramas and films and documentaries i feel like that's what my calling is right. in terms of yes. storytelling um and so i know that i just need to stop sleeping on myself in that yeah. aspect and just push forward with gusto this is what i think i feel like when i met you i feel like that's what struck me about you i feel like you are that not I feel like you. I feel like you. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I honestly feel like you definitely have that drive, and it really strikes people when they meet you. Um, I was telling you that obviously I started off as a lawyer and I went into PR, and then just generally finding out that I have a, I don't want to like 
blow my trumpet or nothing. Blow it, oh, God. Blow it, <laughs> God. Come on. You know, like, I have a gift for, like, talking to people and like, mm. making them feel comfortable with myself, I think. I like to you believe. You do. We're mad but- coffee right now. We're mad <laughs> coffee. <Girl. laughs> um, and then just having a passion for black people and just people in general who mm. are marginalized and feel oppressed and don't feel like they have a voice. Um, I feel like that is what I was passionate about or I am passionate about. And then just being like writing about those stories and just speaking to people wherever I can about that. So I feel like that is what I want to do. And I feel like as black women, sometimes we have a tendency to feel pushed to a corner. Um, That whole idea of like when you enter like certain spaces, I know for myself, like how you were talking about work, that really struck a chord with me because I was working at a place recently and girl, the ghetto <laughs> the, the, the favela listen first of all first of all two weeks in why am i being called by my manager to say oh it's come to my attention that a few people feel like you're standoffish when i first heard that i was like in my mind i was like lord Ooh. here we go uh, here we go i just what happened listen so first of all she was like oh i feel like you're standoffish and i was just like racking my brain to think about who could have said this there's this girl that sits next to me and obviously i'm just new to the job i'm trying to get my like teeth into everything trying to get but this girl would not stop talking so obviously after a while i had to put my headphones on because you know that's literally black girl bible everyone <laughs> listen, puts their headphones in listen, to survive but people do not understand this and they always oh. have to take everything black women do as some kind of like sassy quote-unquote like feisty reaction. I'm trying to get on with my work, and also this bitch is not doing her work. Can girl, you talk about that? the thing is, she will do her work, get it done, and then everyone will look at me like, "You're not pulling your weight." So it's just stuff like that, and just like so many different things. They were like these little words of like, "Oh, um, the way you came across," and all these little things. I just used to get on my nerves, and I would have to call my friends and be like, "Y'all." why are these people talking to me like i'm crazy Mm. and it's just that feeling of having to change yourself and having to reduce the way you speak or like not laugh too loudly and when i'm just honest i just i don't have time for it and so like i made like a vow ish to myself Mm -hmm. to just not like just not entertain it Mm. and I didn't realize how much that impacted people mm-hmm. until quite recently. Um, oh gosh. Working on a project and yeah. someone came up to me and was like, I just feel like you've been really aggressive to me in the meeting. Oh and I was gosh, like, I literally said, I was like, you want to say aggressive to me as a black woman? Do you want to try and find another word? Ooh! Or do you want to come back and talk to okay. me in a bit? Okay, listen. And like, I he just repeated it. And I was like, no aggressive and so i just walked away because i was just like you were really just trying to take up my headspace mm. and i just there's many a thing on my head top this i is cannot it. lie this is it. and you're not about to become one of them even though we're talking about it right now <laughs> and i feel like and i feel like this is what i have an issue with mm. i feel like the like people do not understand how much this kind of can seep into someone's psyche. Oh, 100%. It makes you paranoid and you walk into a room and you think, okay, how am I coming across in a certain way? What can I do? How do I reduce it? And it Mm. does play like this massive... 100% is psychological. And that's like part of the work that we do with Mm -hmm. the future as well is breaking down like the cognitive load Mm -hmm. that like it 
creates. Tell literally. us what the priest to us. <laughs> because it's like, it gets to the point where it's like the straw that broke the camel's back because mm-hmm. of all these little microaggressions. And like, it's actually been scientifically proven by a couple scientific studies across the world that because of microaggressions, it can, because your cortisol levels like increase dramatically, it can actually take 10 years off of your life. What? So like I I'm not trying to die. I'm not trying to die for the white gaze. Listen. I don't have Ooh. time. I Ooh. just I cannot because like we start thinking about all of why we're pushing ourselves into this space to make other people feel more comfortable. This is it. And I can't do that because you're going to be uncomfortable whether Regardless. I'm sat comfortable in my house doing nothing. You're going to find something. So like I can't trouble my head top with it. I'm not saying that I don't, but like really at the moment trying to be in a space of moving away from letting that like affect my energy yeah. so much. I, un- I can't come here. I, I completely understand. But then I feel like, how do we create a balance though? Because mm. I feel like, you know, we need to still collect our coins. Oh, we need to still be, yeah, like still be marketable. But it's like, how do I stop myself from be having that burden though? Because even this summer, I took um, a couple of young people away to like a, a summer camp. And yeah. it was in late August, and it were, most of the people that I took away, they were quite a big group, and they were all people of color. And they had, obviously, you know how like young people can be, they had like some kind of altercation with another group, which are mostly, mostly white. And <laughs> and even the race war begins. They're so young. Yeah. Obviously, all these things, they are very aware of the situation. The girl was re- relaying the story back to me. And in, the first thing that she said was that she tried to separate all the boys from the group because she knew how, you know, when they come, it can escalate very quickly. Mm. Um, the boys from our group. And she felt like... Sounds a little bit racist. Yes. <laughs> no, like what she was saying, like the girl from my group was saying um, that she felt like she had to get the boys away because she knew, knew that they were obviously going to back her. Yeah. And she didn't want that to happen. Mm. And she said that she want, she she quickly apologised to everyone. So these mechanisms we have to do to make other people feel comfortable. This is what I'm saying. And it's from such attacked. a young age. But listen to this now. Um, She was saying that she had to make sure that she was calm when she was speaking to the people. And she asked that, she was talking to another um, white girl and she said to the girl, can I have a conversation with you by yourself? And her boyfriend was like, no, 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 no. He has to be with her. Obviously that is aggressive. That that is 100% aggressive. But she said that she had to make sure that she was calm because she didn't want to quote unquote come across as the angry black woman stereotype. Mm -hmm. This is a girl who is 14. And these messages are already being like put in her head mm. that she can't come across in a certain way. And obviously that struck a chord with me. Yeah. Because this boy was calling her aggressive and he was saying that, oh, she came across with being feisty and all these things. And I'm just like, and also, you what's wrong with my feist? What's wrong with my feist? You are the one who insisted on staying so that you can protect your girlfriend. Mm. And she is and now you want her fire in your belly. This is, I'm just like, like white people can't be aggressive. Black people you know? can't be aggressive, but obviously even though the colonialism, like, oh, <laughs> girl, girl, two and two made seven. I just, <laughs> it just makes no sense. Yeah, it just feels very loaded, and it's just like we have to reduce ourselves from early mm-hmm. to so like make ourselves more palatable and it's tiring yeah so like how you said about like taking 10 years off of our lives i don't want to take 10 years i want to live i want to live i want to thrive <laughs> like just i just i can't it's just a lot but it's it's so hard because again i will guess a lot of what is always fed to us like 
is always questioning our identity, mm-hmm. our space here. It's, I find it like that rhetoric quite aggressive in mm-hmm. the UK. It's always like, so what does it mean to be black? Or like, yeah. why do, uh, how do you feel about mixed race people? Or how do you blah, blah, blah. Oh and like, gosh, I and just, just so don't And we must have an opinion on everything. On everything. That, and like, I don't care that your one token black friend, Derek, said this one no, this thing is that fine. now we I all agree like with. Like, no, but it's just like, if you don't enable us to have that nuance, then it just, you're doing that same racist thing again yeah. of like not thinking that we can have alternative. Not, I don't know, the fact that I even had to say the word alternative, like there yeah. is no, it's not an alternative, it just is. Um, I'm just really tired of the humanity really being stripped away to yes. the point that we start to see it from our own gaze as well. But, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot because, like, up until recently, <clears throat> I felt like with the UK, I was reading, like, a Carla's book. I just feel like, this man... Anyway, let's not go into it. <laughs> but, um, basically, yeah, I was reading Carla's his book. Carla's section has started. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Carla. But um, um, he's just talking about a lot of things. He articulated so well. And I just feel like British people had always been looking externally. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at other people as being the big bad wolves. When really, they do the same thing. Like, for example, Dina Asha Ash- Smith, the one that just um, ran the 200 meters, and like won. And just even seeing the comments underneath and like, oh, she doesn't look black, black, black British, blah, blah, blah. And all these like random What does comments. black British look what like? What does it Tell look me like? Tell me. I'll wait. I'm just like... Listen, it's just a lot. And that's and it's just fart foolishness. Like in all honesty, it makes no sense. But again, it comes from that same root of like racism of expecting us all to be the same. Expecting us to be the same. Yeah. And, and not all skin folk are kin folk. And they don't have to be. They don't have to be. And like as you were saying before, like um when you when I saw you um earlier about like not everybody has the same mindset and not everyone understands yeah. the same thing and like we're allowed to be individuals. We don't have it's to. It's okay. And also you look at like the history of colonialism, like the way- Speak on it. <laughs> the way that like spaces were cut up. You'd have like Nigeria, for example, where there's so many different communities mm-hmm. that were literally just ruling, just doing their thing, different ethnicities, so on and so forth. But you cut it up and then you say, oh, all you black people are the same because I see you as being the same. So therefore now one person has to rule all of you. This is it. That just does not make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because you don't take into account any difference. You've just literally worked on what you've seen and that clearly all these black people are the same, even though ethnically there are very different variations and so on and so forth. But again, it, that's what we see being reproduced so much now is that one person's gaze continuing to just like speak on what it means for all black people to exist. There's so much nuance between like Ibo or like Yoruba and Caribbean as well. Like there's, yeah, it just super jars me because if we cut, we always talk about the differences, for example, in like London being like, North London so different culturally to South yes. London or East or West. Yes. What makes you think that Birmingham isn't the same in terms of North, East, West and South, but also that the different like ethnic nuances in there, it's, it, everyone is so fucking different. And we can't expect just because we all look black to be the same, the same way that people get down on Kanye for like saying whatever, like I'm not for his politics, like go on with your bad self. But like, I'm not, but like, if Kanye can't be a conservative, do you know what I mean? Like that makes no sense. We don't expect those standards of white people. So why why are we forcing it? 
that same dehumanization of like all the possibilities of what we can be as black people comes from that same root of white supremacy. Yeah, of like black people being subhuman and not being able to be individuals and not being able to think for themselves. Uh Mm Uh-huh. No, I get you. I get you to it. But then I feel like that all just kind of spreads into like a topic that I was talking to my friend about recently. And it was like, there's no space for black mediocrity. So like, you know how like... Mm. It exists, but like, but like, no, no, like, there's no, we're not allowed. Platforms, yeah, yeah, we're not allowed. allowed. So like, you're not allowed to navigate around being like, you know how sometimes there's so many like indie films and like mumblecore films where like you're allowed to as a young white woman or white girl you're allowed, like one of my favorite films is um, lady bird have mm, you seen it yeah oh, yeah gosh, I love that movie. but it's like there's no movie like that for black people there's, yeah like just like figuring like, it out like trying to understand yourself who you are there's nothing like that and i don't know if you've um read that there's like an article about you know the guy that played jar jar binks no um so basically he was saying about how he got this one shot to be jar jar binks and there was so much like racial stuff because the movie didn't do that well and they were basically saying like oh he had like a little bit of a jamaican accent and all these things and the movie his name is jar jar binks and he has a little bit of a jamaican accent and you want to be angry at that i hate everyone it was so like it was so ridiculous the way that they spun it around Mm. and made him like he was close to suicide and how he wasn't able to get another shot like an acting wise because you know the star wars franchise is such a big thing and he was basically at the lowest of lows and he was blacklisted and all these things and it's like we as black people we get that one shot and they scrutinize us so much mm. and we can't come back from it and it's really tiring yeah it's also i guess how much do we want to be so like deeply embedded in that structure that doesn't care, care or for us see yeah. for or, like just doesn't give a shit essentially and like i'm completely here for all sides of the coin all types of like experiences mm-hmm. as long as people are able to be like looked after right and yes to be cared for because if you want to like go into these institutions into these spaces that are built on our oppression like absolutely Fair. fine yeah. i work with do them you, yeah. like do you know what i mean but like know what you're going up against and know how to look after yourself in those spaces if you want to build your own things build your own table go for it but understand that like it's super hard to reimagine what things can look like when Oof. you're based in a space so of true. trauma and also <clears throat> like we're so used to these systems that when we don't experiment anymore we don't necessarily like play you can see like incredible um examples of it across the world but how accessible are they to actually us continue to access our imagination right yeah that's so true i feel like you're so right um i think in terms of us i think that's something i struggled with as well like just getting so frustrated with the system that was like how do we even get out of this but that's when you kind of have to go searching for yourself like going outside your friendship groups or going outside what you know is the norm yeah and then just speaking to people and like just even checking the internet i mean the internet's there for a reason it's you know what i mean there is there's a lot of things on the internet though yeah um yeah no but i completely hear you i think when it comes to like reimagining structures or systems or like the ways that we want to exist and like see in the future it's so important for us to be thinking long term as well and i think so often 
we can like not and I, when I say we I'm talking about like most of humanity I'm not being like we as black people no, yeah, no, no. I can speak from my one experience like, yeah right mm, exactly so I'm not gonna put everyone on my shoulders um, right now um, <laughs> but it's, yeah it's so like it's so true that in itself is such a message because sometimes we do tend to put that on ourselves we tend to put so many things on us not yeah. in like a negative way but like in a Oh, I'm carrying this torch for everybody else. When everybody's situation could be totally it's different. It's so from completely yours. different. Yeah, and like intersex with so many different parts of us, like who are socialized around what right. our religious persuasion is. It's true. Like whether we we're working class or middle class, like it's all true. of these different things factor into like the way that we experience the world, the way that we look at ourselves, the way that we interact with other people from different spaces. Right. And it's just like for me to then say that. Me and all the black people, like, with me right now, who are, like... It's just me and you in a room. Like, I don't have all these people, like, on my shoulders. We continue to, like, dehumanise that nuance. And, like, there's personal experiences. So I'm going to speak from the eye. And that's going to have to be calm. Because obviously you're Bayesian. Yeah. And I'm from Nigeria. And I I moved here when I was, like, um, in year eight. And I think that that definitely helps shape your experiences because you see both sides. Yeah. And you see people who are, are like second generation Nigerian and um, they definitely have a different outlook because they they grew up here. Like they, everything about them, they haven't, some people have never even been to Nigeria, which is fair enough. And they don't necessarily understand it in the same way I understand mm. it. So you can't have the same experiences of Nigeria as I have. Because they, they're experiencing it secondhand. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's very different. And even just understanding racial issues. Um, I see that in the most simplistic of terms. So obviously it's very, very complex. But um, understanding racial issues from my perspective. And understanding it from how somebody who has never really experienced being from a country who's where yeah, the majority. Ma- majority is black yeah. you can understand where, why my mentality and their my, their mentality can be quite different so it's just there's so many things that we have to take into consideration when we're understanding black issues yeah. and you're so right about that man because um just leading up from that very casually mm-hmm. um i was um um listening to this video it was a guy who was talking about like hollywood and just because you were talking about these places that are quote-unquote um trying to include us more um, you know how like with the whole Ariel being one of the yeah the Halle, and like just hearing how people's reaction to it, and then there was a, it sparked a debate amongst like certain communities in the black community um, about how um, the only reason um, they are using a lot more black people is because of the buying power of black people. I just wanted to have your opinion on that buying power. Yeah, so basically they feel like um, with like. Black Panther, the reason it did so well was because so many black people were for it and all these things. And so black people are very good in terms of capitalism. So like we... we so so uh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, way? How did hey, we listen, get here? Listen. Really, like, 360. But also you can't forget that we're actually the majority. This is so what black I'm and saying. black are the majority. Like China and Asia are 40% of the population and white people think they have the buying majority. Woo! It's just, it's, just, it's just cute the amount of like the extent of the supremacy that you actually feel like you rule the world. It's it's it, Loki you do, but like <laughs> the fact that you still think you're the majority, even though you are a complex, globally a minority, shifting, yeah. like the minority. Europe is tiny. 
No, 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 it is. It is, and still, they went into our backyards. <laughs> and the front yard, mind you. They were oh. all over the gaff. <laughs> listen, listen, when Okala was breaking it down in his book, yeah. oh gosh, I was just like, this man, I need to have a conversation, because it's like, I just loved how he took it, took it yeah. and it's just like, I was just like, is this really what we're allowing happen? Just for myself, not as like for black people in general, yeah, but like yeah, for yeah. myself, I'm allowing myself being told that I am a minority and I'm, I'm this and I'm that when really girl you back into that psyche yeah thing. this is mm. what I'm saying so I'm talking about for myself not for my black people <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> no so, I hear you but yeah man I was just like oof just the awakening I feel like there's like a new like you know how sometimes you can believe in something yeah. but then you can read a piece of literature that takes it higher like takes it to a new mm. note and then I'm also trying to like read this book about how Europe underdeveloped Africa Yes, um, I have that. Is it the Scramble for Africa? That one. Yeah. So How be- Europe undeveloped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. basically, um, because I saw this, um, activism book club, and I was like, oh, oh, oh Tashman, <laughs> an A for activism book club. Hi. Hi. So they're having like Mind a thing G. on the um the twenty eighth. Yeah. And I, I really, really want to check it out. So I was reading the book, and I was just like, yo, yo. Uh huh. It's a well, lot. It is crazy, I and it's like. It I need us as people to just be like, yo, how are we reclaiming our time? How are we taking back our money? You know what I'm saying? Bag by bag. So we need you to give us these films <laughs> and these period dramas. Gonna try, Ava DuVernay, if you want me to be an honest Yo, like, yo, Ava, shameless plug, yo. Like, let's make a documentary. <laughs> let's make a period drama about Black Wall Street. Let's go. Let's, oh my gosh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because I feel like Black Wall Street needs to be talked about in like a better way. I need yeah. like a Netflix original. Like I need something. And then also like post its booming era because... Um, I was actually at a talk with Akala the other day. Yes, girl. I saw it and I was just like, this girl. And he mentioned it as well and he was talking about how afterwards, after the desegregation of the space, like black people then started shopping at white shops. Yes, Because they didn't have to anymore and then like that completely destroyed the infrastructure of Tulsa, of like black Wall Street. So then it became the ghetto. Oof. But then I was reading, I was listening to a TED talk actually about spending power of black people and how, you know, we should try and um, spend more within our community. But I was just thinking, how do we begin though? Because they were Mm. talking about how, like, um, they did some research about how long it would take for, let's say if you had like the 10 pounds in your pocket or something, I can't remember exactly the amount she used, how within the black community it leaves in like a short period of time within the Asian community it can stay there for a, a longer amount of time mm. and like it, it kind of like goes bigger and bigger in different um communities mm. i was thinking how can we like as black people try and you know i hear you that. i hear you have you watched trigger warning by killer mike Mm-mm. so he had like Mm-mm. a super Plug me, girl. netflix company yes okay netflix so shout out to you super interesting like the first one was on buying black in the u.s mm-hmm. and like how he could go a day just buying black things Ooh. and like I'm not even going to spoil it, but, like, it Kill was shocking Mike. to see what happened in the end. Oh, gosh. Um, like, he just could buy black food from black stores. He, like, had to only go to black establishments. He was on tour as well, so he was trying to find it. Yeah. Like, somewhere to sleep. And, yeah, it was just super interesting. And just, like, another point on that, I'm super for, like, 
collective economics and us like putting money together where mm-hmm. it's like traditionally how we have in the UK with like partners and saving money together right, yeah. but I also feel like sometimes a comparison between like other groups being like oh well um, Jewish people are more like advanced oh, yeah. or like mm-hmm. Asians are more sort of literally continues to just like put us in those binary right, like, right, oppositions right, right, right. type thing and yeah. it's like who can you build money with who has the same vision right. not who can I build money with just because we look the same yeah, right. do you know what I mean no of course I completely no, no, I completely un- un- agree but I felt like sometimes having those comparisons kind of like makes you think okay cool how do I as a black person kind of change my own narrative so like how you were saying about how you have to find someone who's on the same vision. I completely agree. Mm. You can't just have some next person who you know, <laughs> who you know is the wrong one. But at the same time, we have. To, I feel like we have to start somewhere. Most definitely. I just don't know if comparison is the healthiest way. Right, gotcha. Um, but I do hear you in terms of it's super impactful to be like, rah, mm. actually there's, there's some things that happen here. Mm. But then also looking at like the different histories and understanding. Oh, for sure, yeah. That, the, yeah. Different histories definitely have different impacts, of course. I definitely agree with you. And like the level of anti-blackness, we can see that Oof. being like, I'm not necessarily saying that's why other communities can be so prosperous, but if like anti-blackness is so deeply at the end and people with browner skin are more acceptable, mm. you can understand why like These within that yeah, scope, right. it's easier to like collect money. If those people haven't necessarily been traumatized in the same way, and this absolutely is not a trauma Olympics, but the way that we, and I, not to go back to slavery, but like the way that I feel like, why that can't programming, we, go back to we 100% can, but the programming, <laughs> like the Willie Lynch, mm. the, the way that that philosophy has like permeated the Western world, mm-hmm. even into like the idea of eugenics, which came from Birmingham, where we are like right now. Right. Um, that saying who has good genes and who has bad genes and black people being at like the backside of that has really like permeated everything in terms of colorism in terms of the way that we value people of course knowledge systems all of that type of stuff Um, so I just yeah it's important to be cognizant but also for that not to necessarily be like I don't want to say an excuse, but it gives an understanding of how systematically, even if we are on our own shit, like these the systems don't work and are trying so deeply to work against us. Right, right. Or I, to work against people. I think that that makes so much sense. We need to be very, very aware. Um, I, I didn't really want to go super, super deep into like, everything. <laughs> Let's but talk I, about joy. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that is so important and I feel just being aware and making the extra effort to just be like okay let me read up on this or let me understand mm. this it's not that yeah difficult. but also as black women like let's Ooh. find some space for joy because everything we're experiencing you know like it's true i do i don't need to learn how deep the system is to see it sometimes me. i just want to like, put my wig off and like, just oh, chill. I don't want to read a, like, a trash I just wanna, novel. Yes, and I just want to laugh. And sometimes yeah. I actually, that's what I actually do. Sometimes I just come home and just watch cartoons like recess. Because I'm just <sighs> tired. Just going outside is a struggle. 100%. And I just need... I'm finding the space just to be. Like, me and my husband were talking about this the other night because we were yeah. just like... 
oh, we're always so fueled by anger. Oh my gosh, and yes. We, and, and like super passionate. And rage and tiredness. <laughs> yeah. And like it can push us into action so quickly. Yeah, right. But like, why, when we're in spaces of joy or contentment, do we not have that same drive to be pushed from there? Oh my God, yeah. And like, how do we, how do we secure that? Because I can't continue to be like moving from a space of anger because right. people are constantly trying to trigger me. Right. Like, I can't come here and die for your triggeration in this dancery. Because I was still. <laughs> Shout out to Mary. Every day. But um, I was saying to my sister, because my sister was like, oh, I feel like sometimes, because I had, um, I was reading something. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like the Botham case and mm-hmm. just like seeing like, people's reaction and just having like debates with people, as I always do, mm-hmm. um, having debates with people. And I just felt like it was taking a toll on me emotionally. Yeah. And I had like, I was talking to Toby and then we... I was crying and I was so upset. And then my sister called me and she was just like, I think you should just take a break for the rest of the day from everything racial and just watch some like cartoon. But then my other sister called me and was like, oh, no. girl, have you seen this? Um, Dina, just have you yeah, listen, girl, I have four sisters and they all know. How tight them. Yes, like they all know like everything racial i will come and mm. talk to them and be like guys what do you think about this i think this i'm triggered by this like what do you think yeah and if they're not matching my energy i'm like girls what do you mean <laughs> like, so sometimes it has to be like listen just take a deep breath so like when you're saying about sometimes we need to just not move from a place of anger i get that because sometimes mm. sorry, yeah so it's not to say that our anger isn't legitimate because 100 feel of it and course. move from it but i that can't be the only thing that moves me into action it's true um because like what you were saying about like the passion that's how i write i write from like emotion and passion i'm mm. typing on my keyboards furiously but it's like sometimes write about something happy Right about something yeah. like you know listen i hung out with Aaliyah today it was good <laughs> you know what i mean like just something nice yeah would be nice but then at the same time your world give me something good to write about you know what i'm just saying? like and i think that there's something in that as well of like how our experiences have always been validated right. like they've always been picked up or they've always been received if it's been about like rage or violence but if we're talking about like love if we're talking Ooh, about like that's so true black girl magic mothers, you yeah. know what i mean if we're talking about like self-love loving others like loving our shoes loving fucking avocados like it's just it's not content that people want people want to receive but there people do want that content because black women love avocados just as much as girl listen we've been eating longer as well oh my god the gentrification of planting chips listen wild garlic wild garlic and wild garlic why that's would you do that? That's not how we do. I feel disrespected. I feel so disrespected. What? Guys, rescind that award. I know some Rebuke people. It. What? Return to sender. I was so Someone kicked down their triggered. door. Okay, Ali's not This is This is this is this right now, but also. Like, it's the same thing with the sleeping bonnet. Did you see what? No. Bonnet? So basically, it's this other company. Stealing our do-rags now. Listen, and not only stealing it, selling it as a ridiculous price. Of course. $98. You what? $98. Where can you get it from the shop for £2? Girl, if somebody. <laughs> if they're going to spend that money, let them. Let them. Let them by the same time, give me my money. I'll be my having my coins. £2 do rag and living my best, like, hydrated car I life. I can't. I can't. I can't. But what's been bringing you joy? What's been bringing me joy these days? Mm, I don't know. I feel like just doing this app. 
because mm. I really just want a space for black women to just be able to vent. But I don't like the word vent because it suggests that we don't have, like we can't do anything about it. But mm. I just want a space for women to just be like, yo, this is what happens to me at work. How do I navigate it? And having black professionals who have now said that they, like, they want to be on board and stuff, just teaching us how we can speak to our managers, speak to yeah. our, to people in our workplace and be like, hey, this really offended me. This yeah. is not nice. I don't necessarily need you to speak to me like that. I don't need to, you, you to antagonize me. I don't need you to talk to me in a certain way. And just kind of let them know without being so, not necessarily direct, but just making sure that they understand. Because I sometimes feel like people tell me, Oh, oh, I didn't know. But it's like, how many times can I tell you before you, t- like, this ignorance You chose thing? not to know. Like, Do you understand I, what I mean? Just, I don't have time for I really don't have I time. I don't have time. But this is why, and also, like, I also don't have to be like, that was one of the biggest things I learned this year. Yeah. That, like, especially as women, we're always taught to be liked, to be, likeable, likeable, Mm. to please others. And I really don't need to be liked. And if you don't, that's fine. I also like, I'm a cancer. So like- Oh, same girl! Moisty United. Oh my God, I don't like talking to people. Oh my God. Um, But yeah. Oh my God. And part of that is really wanting to be liked. No, but like quite literally, wow, (laughs) wow. Um, my mum is also cancer, so oh, I only uh, really know what oh, it means no. to be cancer. She raised me good. Um, but yeah, it's it's but it's when, a lot, yeah. and trying to like come out of that. Yeah, of trying to please everyone. Like I, I physically cannot. It's like, true. And I'm probably doing something right if white supremacists don't like me. If we're being honest, do you understand what I mean? I think just getting to the point of being like, do you know what? Who actually cares? Who actually cares? Because I need to do this for us. I need yeah. to do it for me. And I think that you're so right. And I think that this whole year has been just a lesson in understanding what you just said. That, you know what? People are really not going to like you either way. So you might as well be happy while you're doing it, girl. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, find what drives me. Find, like... And I really want to find... I'm still on that path of finding a way to really, like, solidify my core energy. Right. And not let other people's energy, like navigate mine so much because no, this so makes sense hard. this makes sense like it's hard <laughs> out here i'm a water sign a ripple we have to do no, and i listen, feel it no listen like i just i just collect <laughs> people's emotions like and some... i'm just like ah, release like, listen but what is my releasing mechanism oh, it's, because it's, it's, it's in my shoulders it's, this is okay. it it's typing i'm right being upset in. for this uh-huh. but it's like Honestly, Toby um, has to deal with it all the time because he's like, why are you so upset? Because I watched something the other day about how... Um, just Let's not even get into it because it'll just get me emotional. But I watched something the other day and I held on to it for like two days. It was in my chest. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I know I was exactly upset. what you're talking about. And I feel people's pain and it's so draining. Yeah. So that's why I can only watch cartoons some days. 100%. My friend said to me the other day, um, they were like, cancers, yeah, the feels that you guys get. It's grotesque. It's too much. I was much. like, wow, grotesque, that's a strong <laughs> that's word. A strong I'm feeling word. something right now because <laughs> of that word. But also I was like, that's it. It is. That's it. it. And so how do I 
finding a space of being comfortable to know that I need to manage my emotions mm. and not just let them manage me has been like one of the biggest learners of this year. It's, this is why a BGH is important because we need to <laughs> like be able to talk to people and be like, and I'm such an advocate for therapy as well. 100%. I think therapy is so important. Okay, like counselling. I've been having so some conversations, counseling, yeah, counseling yeah about it recently. Um, I was at like this lit must, lit must fall event. And they were talking about like, therapy from like a decolonized point of view like whatever that means and like they were talking about cbt right like cognitive behavioral mm-hmm. therapy which is so widely taken up but it actually being a way of just making you a better worker for capitalism and colonialism wow. and how like constructed it Uh-oh. is in terms of how do you deal with these things when you are actively being traumatized and how Oof. it can actually be a therapy that's very gaslighting in terms of telling people and i was like Ooh, because I did not know that was a thing. This is why. But like, everything just to, to make you more productive, right, yeah. And so I was like, whoa. But then, what can I do that is opposite to that? Is it just me actually being honest and vulnerable with like my black brethren, mm-hmm. like like my girlfriends, just having those conversations? But then also knowing that we need to release it right. and not hold on this and not be it. like a burden. But what are the other ways that either historically, whether it's been through like quilt making? Or ways that like black women have got together mm-hmm. to just let's chat have a power. shit. Like, let's, come on, let's, let's sip and spill tea. Right? Let's get it. Um, and so trying to find more of those spaces. Like, there's so many spaces, but it's just how to find them as yeah. well. Um, I think counseling is so important, and just having somebody to just and just finding a good one as well. Like finding a good counselor, mm-hmm. having a good therapist oh, is. Black woman. This is this is what I'm saying. I have one, but I feel like she's always booked. And like she's like, always busy. Like, like, get your always point. Always in demand. Always get in your demand. point, auntie. But, but also, still. I'm demanding you right now. Please Listen, help me. like, please, I'm knocking at your door. I have to this film for two days. Please come. <laughs> this, this is actually me. It's actually me. Why don't I watch Pocahontas and cry? Like, mm. Listen, I'm sometimes. I, I actually tweeted the other day. Like, I need a TV show where I do not have to think. I just don't want anything yeah. on my brain. I love reality TV. Like, I love reality. Tight Love Island. <laughs> wow. Listen, the only reason I was watching Incredible. Love Island was because of my boy Ovi. 100% my husband. I was like, God, what is happening? Why is he so fine? Why is he so goofy? Why does he look so good? Like, just, he's been chilling in Tottenham this whole time. I just don't First understand. of all, shout out to ASOS for giving him his coins. Okay, can we talk about what is even more special? <laughs> and what? Yeah! Ray's so good. I cried real tears. I was Woo! like, wow. He Listen, is a real one. How have you got your, your, put your dad on? You put the dog on and you put his art on an ASOS design piece, Ooh. which is now selling internationally. Shout out to Ovi. Your dad's about to get more commissions. <laughs> and also his work is fire. I was oh like, my. you see generational wealth? Man's building it. Speak on it. I just, my chest plate. Oh. Wow. Ovi, Ovi you, so you, you deep on in. so many levels. Not only is you fine, Mate. you checking for your family. Uh-huh. You love your dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come through. But then you're doing this um, thing. Can you talk us through it? Base. Um, yes, thing. the festival. Hi. Wait. So I'm working with an organization called Punch Records at the moment mm-hmm. um, with another curator called Artikal, mm-hmm. a real one. Um, and Punch basically approached both of us to be curators for this year because the festival's been running for like the last 13 years mm-hmm. um, and they wanted to try something new. So it was the first time they've got like external curators. Um, and so we've been putting like what our vision of the future might be into the ether. And there's gonna be so many different things from the 22nd till the 27th. Um, 
across Birmingham. So Artie Carl's been programming an Ooh, incredible weekend. Come through. <laughs> oh my gosh, I definitely am coming through. I think yes. I booked um, a ticket for the first day. I know that you're curious. Oh, the exhibition. Yeah. yeah. So I'm creating an exhibition with three emergent artists. Who is called Built of Past at Present. This is why I said that Alia is always <laughs> out yeah. here. And oop. Yeah. I'm just trying to be like all modest and stuff. Like, oh, oh, no, I don't know it. Girl! I mean, I mean, thank you. Get, listen, thank I you. love it. I love it. Thank I'm so you. for it. And I hope that you keep doing your thing. Yeah, we're going to try. There's just, like, I have a very active imagination. Mm-hmm. So, like, so many things pop up all the time. And I'm like, oh, you should do this project. And we can do this. And we can do this. And I'm like, but physically, there's no time. So, Alia, write them on a document. Mm-hmm. Come to them in 30 years, maybe. What? Like when you have time and money, um, but yeah. So, just trying not to get overwhelmed by all of the ideas. But the festival will um, be. There's just so many different things that we've been running. So Honoir, which is a platform just for Black and Brown women, mm-hmm. but everyone can come and watch. It's basically about putting our voices on the mic. But it's a Black History Month edition, so it will just be Black women because right, multicultural History Month isn't in our politics. <laughs> Um, although support the solidarity of all of our brothers of and sisters, course, yeah. Mergies out there. Um, so Honua will have a event featuring Anais, um, and Layful Stop, who's from Manchester, Sarah Aisha from Birmingham, Manchester. and K X Rue from Burns in London. Um, and so that will be at Medicine Bakery and then we'll also have like an open mic available people to shout us out so i can drop some bars come through with the bars b <laughs> come through um but yeah the program is just full from exhibitions to club nights to weekenders to showcases to like films about what future masculinities could look like oh yes many yeah. a thing many a thing so where can we follow you girl Ew. <laughs> um you can follow me at alia hasino spelled a-l-i-y-a-h-h-a-s-i-n A-H um, on Instagram and Twitter like allow me on both of them <laughs> um, especially are you Twitter. trying to tell us not to judge you and you can judge me <laughs> again I don't care if you like me or not oh, um, no, oh I'm joking I I'm, 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 am I joking I don't know it's true and but yeah honestly I love that though I feel like that is like a whole mood like, I don't care if you like me. Just take the content and go. Take if you love it, go. follow. If you Give don't... Give me my citations and my bag. I'll see you Let later. Let me secure my coin. Exactly. <laughs> when I'm, like, trying to build something more infrastructural. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you for having me. Oh, my Jamila. God. Thank you for coming. And for making this content. Like, thank you. So important. Thank you so much. Scene. <laughs> <laughs>